not our fault. But if you want to talk about fishing, uh, Darren and Jason can get fished all day long. They'll even they'll even get spotted seven inches by Shane. <laughs> Whoa! I hope, I, I hope nobody joined. I hope nobody joined halfway through that statement. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose that probably didn't work out great if that was the case. Too. <laughs> and Victor's over here, like, what the heck did I get myself? This is no idea what's going on. This is normal. Victor. This is yeah. normal for us, Victor. <clears throat> Talking about fishing. Victor Zelensky, ladies and gentlemen, two in a row, two in a row. Next year or two are going for the three peat. Yeah, not many people have done that in their time. It's pretty impressive heard, stuff. I've heard that being floated around. So, who are the other players that have won back to back? Anybody? Well, know? the previous the previous two are won by Francisco Sanchez Ruiz before Sanchez Victor Sanchez won these Ruiz. Two. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Filler must have done it, I guess. Ralph Suke will have done it for 100%. Ralph will have done it before. I think also uh, Dennis. Getting his filler. Dennis Grape also. Dennis, Dennis Grabber did it as well, yeah. yeah. Nice. Pretty elite field there. Not many. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an elite. Uh, he's in good company, put it that way. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. the, only, the only reason American hasn't done it yet is because, uh, you know, we're, we're too busy fishing. Demetrius would have done it by now, right, Demetrius? Uh, you don't have to make you don't have to make fun of me, Dave. <laughs> and I still I still say I still say it's the toughest tournament in the world to win. I still say that it's the toughest tournament in the world to win. You can keep saying yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it's, well, it's the toughest tournament in the world to win. <laughs> <laughs> just let him go. Just let him go, Mike. We're already starting, Jimmy. We're already starting. All right, all right, Victor. What, Victor, what do you think about that statement? You let's let's just ask you. We had a resident expert. Is that is that an accurate statement? Uh, well, maybe you have to be also lucky to win this event, but it's really like you know tough tournament. But you have to be lucky to also win that event. It's really strong, but I believe like world championships are like you know. Ten more times harder to win. You think so? Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Then, right, I mean, what you're saying. I think what you're saying is Jim is wrong. I mean, Basically. like on the world championships, like the pressure is so much bigger than like you know playing Euro Tour. Thank you. Okay, so can I put it another way? No. The de the depth of the field <laughs> is stronger in the Euro no. Tour than it is in a world no. championship. No. No. Well, no. You guys know nothing. It's a, we've got a bunch of Americans and a young kid. What just, hold on, wait a minute. What year of world championship are we talking about? Yeah, I don't think it'll be any, yeah. any years in Qatar. Are, any years okay, relax, any relax, Jimmy. Yeah. No, no. Please. Go to a 10 ball event in the Philippines and go see how deep that is. Go to a yeah. US Open and see how oh, tough of an event oh. that is. The pressure of winning a world championship, go and see how tough of a of an event that Nine is. Ball. Don't get me wrong. Years. I love Euro Tours, and they're deep full of players, and it's tough to go and do what Victor did. So, I mean, nothing but congratulations to him. But, you know. But please. Yeah, relax, Jimmy. Relax. <laughs> anyway, I believe, like, right now the U.S. Open is the most difficult tournament to win. Like, you know, 250 players around from the whole world competing. Like, you know, it's really tough. And also format, like, you know. Single elimination from last, I don't know, 16. So you have to win like a lot 16. of matches to get there. Well, I mean, you've been playing all over the place. What's your favorite so tournament you... to play in? Yeah. What? 
What's your favorite tournament to play in? <sighs> Besides whichever one you win. I don't even know. Like, you know, I really like the US Open, like last year's, because it was like, you know, really cool. Like old diamond tables, new cloth, new balls, like perfect venue. I think that was my one of like, you know, favorite tournaments. Also, like your tours are also like, you know, one of my favorites. I, I like them. But would you agree that the matchroom stage and those kind of bigger events, US Opens, World Championships, is it a different kind of pressure compared to playing on, let's say, a Euro Tour? Yeah, I think so. Because, like, you know, you, you have six Euro Tours throughout the year, and only, for example, one US Open. So you have six chances to win the Euro Tour in the one year and just one chance to win the us open for example so you know it's much more bigger pressure for me to win like for example your us open than the euro tour there's only six euro tours and you won back to back that's even more impressive <laughs> <laughs> not easy so so is, is 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 nine ball your game victor because we don't we we see you playing in a lot of different events but it seems to be the nine ball that that where you have your most success is is it your favorite or is there other games that you'd prefer to be competing at and winning at well like i can't say it's my favorite game but my breaks my break uh, works perfect i guess so that's the reason why i won right now uh mm -hmm. two consecutive fjorders i also like the temple but um, my break in temple like it's not as good in the nine ball with nine ball the spots so that's why you know and also like you know there are like only events in nine ball right now in the world Mainly, yeah. mm -hmm. but you do you do you do do the full, full tour you were over in the states you went to all the the tournaments when there was that two or three the two months where it was just packed full of tournaments you were there also traveling around the, the states with the rest of the polish group were you not yeah yeah i was traveling there I played like you know all these events, the US Open, two Predator Tours, uh, American Street Bowl Championships. I, I enjoyed each of them, like really good tournaments, like you know good tables, good conditions. So yeah. But in Europe, there are only like you know just nine ball events. It's not like in the States, so that's why you know I'm just used to play nine ball. Like all Europeans are used to play nine ball, I guess. Like because the Predator is doing right now a good job that they are trying to uh, make Tembo like, you know, much more popular. So, yeah, probably like, we'll see like more disciplines because also I, I, I really like One Pocket. It's like, you know, really nice game, but I believe it's... Really <laughs> You're making him happy. You, you hear that, Jimmy? You hear that? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I'm, not yeah, I'm just not very good at it. <laughs> I mean, it's great game to play, like, you know, to learn some shots, like, it really, like, you know, you can learn a lot from that game, but for the fans, I, it's really boring to watch because, like, one game can take, like, I don't know, one hour, two hours, sometimes. You're no longer making uh, Mike happy. Uh, no. no. But no, it, it, it helps you see the table differently whenever you're playing different games. It really does. It helps you see that dynamic, you know, very differently and you know different options and it's been interesting seeing you guys come last year 
Um, Graves had pretty good success playing in one pocket, traveling around the country. Been seeing Alex and them play more. You guys from Poland playing more one pocket. So it's cool to go and see, man. Bring that European style to the game. Yeah, I will. I'll try. Like, you know, listen, I just, I would love to, like, you know, have also in Europe, like, events like in States, like some one pocket tournaments, like, not just nine ball, to be honest, because, like, you can learn a lot from the other games, not just from the nine ball, because, like, you know, different breaks, different, like, shots, uh, tactics, like, you know, each game is different. You mentioned that, you've mentioned that a couple of times now. What, give me some ideas of, what you learned playing one packet, what you learned playing banks, maybe uh, that you've been able to apply to the other games. Well, in one pocket, like uh, pay, like you know, I'm impatient, so I can like you know, makes me much more patient throughout the game because you have to wait like sometimes like five minutes for the one shot when the <laughs> opponent's like thinking. So you have to be patient. Like you cannot risk. And I also like, you know, put everything, whatever it like goes, just try to make the ball. And in one pocket, like you have to be careful, like, you know, you cannot like risk, like if you know that it's like 50-50, it's better to play safe than go for it. Because if you don't make it, then you are like, you know, punished. You know, yeah, so, you are, punished you are yeah. already behind, you know, that you will leave some shot and maybe like, you know, it's already over. Uh, bank pools also like you know uh, I was I was really struggling with my banks like you know two or three three years ago like I couldn't make like you know some you know easy bank. Then right now you have to like you know play some banks because it really gives you some you it it can gives you some advantage like you know in the top of the level because everyone like you know can make like direct shots. So like, you know, the ability to make some bank shots can give you some advantage in the match. So it's also really important. And you, and you can notice how the banks are working on different tables, like, you know, playing like, you know, uh, slow or like, you know, hit it hard. It's work totally different. So you can learn how the banks are working throughout the, like, you know, some shots. I don't know. What say, what say you, Demetrius? I'm just taking it all in. I mean, I think it's hard to, to quantify exactly how something is going to help something else. Um, but I think that as long as, you know, I think with the moving game, uh, I can see for sure how playing one pocket, you know, you're just, you're, the emphasis on, on calculating percentages, uh, moving the cue ball, cutting off lanes, thinking about what your opponent's going to do back, I and just kind of you know, there's so many more safeties where you're not always just trying to get behind a ball and freeze them. You're trying to double balls up or you're trying to like, you're thinking about safe zones. And I just, I just think going through that, I don't know. I think it's, it's useful, but it's hard to pinpoint exactly how. It'll torture you. <laughs> there was, there was a, a lot of talk when the matchroom rankings first came out, Victor, and you were one of the names that was, I guess, left off. And um, did that kind of put a chip on your shoulder leading into 23? Because when I first saw him, that was you were one of the players in my mind that was like, wow, I thought the kid deserved to be there, you know, a little higher up. Well, tough to say, better not to tell me about this match or event. I, I believe that I would be there. I'm right now like 35 and for that year, 
but I third will try. Twenty third down. But, but I will try to my best to be, and um, like let's say top ten. I believe that I can manage to do it for the twenty third of the next year. I will try to do my best. Like compete. I will compete in all events, all matching events to gain to get some points. Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm, I meant that. Like, did it motivate you? You know, to work harder and and make sure and, and yeah, not, like, not that you, you know, didn't give it your all before, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm always motivated, but you know, I wanna compete like in all like you know worldwide events, like also matching events, like World Cup Masters, World Cup of Pole, because you know they are like most uh, the best events. I guess, I, I believe so right now. So I want to be there. I want to show like my top game right now because I believe that I make some I made some progress in the last couple of years, last two years. I practice a lot, I learned a lot of new stuff. So I just wanna show my game. It's show it's paying off. I, well, yeah, I have a question. Is. You know, I, when you're looking at the these players that are, you know, you're talking about being top ten and clearly, you know, you're doing it. So but but when you look at that. When you look at the players that you have to pass, you know, David Alcady and Max Lechner and these guys uh, play so strong. Do you look at their games? Do you see weaknesses in their games where you're like, yeah, I think I can beat these guys because these, you know, what, like, do you see things in your game that you feel give you an edge over players like Alcady? Or or do you just kind of say, hey, it's really, really tough. Everyone's great, but let's just do my best and, you know, see if I can't get to the top and outrun them. I mean, how do you think of it? It just seems like such a daunting task. Well, tough question. Like, you know, on the, on this level, at this level, it's tough to see like, you know, some weaknesses of your top opponents. So I'm just trying like, you know, to play my top game, just, you know, be focused all the time. Just show that like, you know, I will be better. And even match. if they had a weakness, you may not want to go and point it out. You know, you may yeah, not tell you, them you, you, you may <laughs> not want to tell them, you know, where they got a hole in their game because then they may go and just work on it in the lab for the next, you know, thirty days and and get a lot better at that aspect. Yeah, I, I mean, like you know, all all the players are getting better and better. Like you know, Europeans are getting better and better right now because of I believe also competing in the US events like you know also learning some shots from the one pocket like you know just we have like maybe some new vision also of pool like we can like you know see like from the different point that there are still some possibilities to play like you know some other shots sometimes and you know it's, it's tough like you know pool is moving forward like everyone gets better and it's like you know uh, less it's like the margin is much more shorter right now like you cannot make any mistakes probably like you know one bad push out can be right now like you know can cost you a match so well yeah. it shows with the standard we saw with your semi-final and final you know because it was very, very yeah like I, and like, a lot of breaking runs yeah both matches i played close to perfection like with Wojtek, i missed just one ball i think that was a crazy match. I think eleven. I think eleven breaking runs in that match. Yeah, I made six probably, and Wojtek made five. Crazy, it was sixteen racks. 
Yeah, all like first five breaks, all break and runouts. Like we started like three two and all break and runouts. It was like crazy. And then Wojtek also like could like made six break and run out in a row, but he missed this tricky six ball. But anyway, like still and with Yoshi also like it was still a lot of break and run outs, I believe. Like I also made five or six. Yeah. Not sure. And he just played one bad safety at the end and left the three ball hanging over the the middle pocket and that was it that was the end you oh, never yeah, it was it was you, also you, like, like it was quite unlucky shot because like you no, know yeah. there's really it's like you know bad. the gap like you know perfect gap just for the pocket in okay the i think if, if, if you have to jump it's an easy jump also I think yeah so. like but see if he was quite unlucky that he left the uh the free ball on the edge of the side pockets yeah, he yeah, quite yeah, yeah you, you almost put yourself in trouble with position on the five ball but you managed to get yeah, back like up. you know, like I also mm -hmm. felt the pressure because like <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I left, like, did the, put on it a little. <laughs> yeah, I left the tricky, the tricky angle on the four ball, yeah. and I didn't want like you know to overcome the five ball with a lot of angles. So I played like you know, uh, I thought like it's better to come out shorter than like you know, yeah, getting like you know cooked. Um, from the nine ball, uh, in the end, like you know, I played like good shots on this five ball. Also, yeah. a little bit lucky because the cue ball could stress it was so close, scratching to the corner pocket. But in the end, I handled the pressure and happy yeah. that I managed to pocket the final nine ball. In the but it's like you say with, with with these tournaments, it's it's very small, one bad push. I mean. You you went you went into the loser side very early, I think, in your second match, and then you had one match, I think, in the last thirty-two against Sergei that went hill hill. So it was really at that moment one bad push or one. Yeah, bad push. I mean, like it's the, really these two matches, to be honest, have different stories because first match was like uh, the first day of the game. I just played one match at the time and. Uh, my head was somewhere else. Yeah. Due to that, my girlfriend was in Kiev, and she told me that she's trying to quit the Ukraine due to the war which is happening right now. Mm. And I was so worrying about her, just crossing my fingers and praying that she can make it to the Poland, just cross the Polish border. And after 24 hours, of traveling by a lot of trains, uh, some cars, taxis, buses. She finally managed to cross the Polish uh, border. And since that point, uh, I was feeling more comfortable. Like, you know, my head was already like, you know, like I could focus on my game, like, you know, just play my game without any, like, you know, stress anymore. It's still a little bit stressful. What? At, what at what stage in the tournament did you find that out? How many rounds had you played? Sorry, sorry, I, I How, when you when you found out that your girlfriend was safe and she was across the border, where where were you in the tournament? Last, I think it was rounds? like third round of the loser side. I I won like one match. I, I won my first match uh, in the morning, in the Sunday morning, and then I got the message from her telling me that. She's already safe. She crossed the border and she's on her way to the my hometown. So I was like, you know, like so relieved that she's already safe, but still like 
you know, it's a really tough situation because her family is stuck in Kiev and can't leave because like brother is 19 and he has to be there uh, ready to defend uh, his country. Mother can't live without him. She doesn't want to leave him alone right there. And father also like can't live because he is like 52 right now. So he also has, has to be ready. So her family yeah. still there. It's a really sad story about that, but I hope that this will uh, finish soon and yeah. Ukraine will have a freedom uh, as they had in the last 20 or 30 years. Because like, it's crazy story. Like we all have to stand with Ukraine right now and pray for them, support them as much as we can. Because like, you know, it's tough even like, you know, if you've seen some videos from the Ukraine right now, you will understand me. Like, you know, it's tough like to imagine what all Ukrainians are thinking right now, even my girlfriend, like, you know, it will be tough times for me, for her and for everyone who have some family in Ukraine and who is like, you know, yeah, well, well, we yeah, all hope, uh, we all hope it ends quickly and safely, and we, we yeah. can move on. And uh, that that uh, that that one that victory will stay with you for for the <laughs> that'll remain probably one of the most emotional victories you'll have in your career. So, uh, listen, all the listen, congratulations for 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 toughing that out uh, under those circumstances and still managing to perform the way you did. That uh, that takes a lot of bottle and a lot of heart. So, uh, really, congratulations. Well yeah, and I'm very happy. And also, you told me that uh, about the. Last 32, where I played Sergei Lutska, like, yeah, like some of us like thought, like, you know, should we play with Russians? I know that they played like without flag, they are innocent, they're like, you know, they are not guilty because of what Putin is doing. But, you know, like right now, I can, for example, imagine like playing like against them, like, for example, in the final of the European, the European Championships and losing. To it and listening Russian and them in the end it's like you know like it's really tough situation I never felt like you know stressful like that because I wanted to win so much that match under current sink of stairs like once again I know that they are innocent also but you know under this sink of stairs and in fact that my girlfriend is from Ukraine like I really wanted to win that match yeah. yeah, it's like also tough situation for them because, like, you know, they are like they have to be unfortunately responsible for what Russia doing, and they are innocent. Like, I also like you know feel sorry for them, but I think they just want they just want to play cool like everybody else. That's yeah, but, but like else. yeah, but this but this I believe it's the only way right now. So only right choice right now unfortunately for them but that's what everyone is doing right now it's we will all have to fight against russia because like nobody know what can happen like next day if they like you know if they win the war over ukraine nobody knows what can happen later with the war like you know nato and whatever yeah so just as a just as an update 
just as an update, do you do you know how your girlfriend's family is doing? Are they they're still okay and everything's as good as it can? Well, be? as for yesterday, uh, I know that they were safe, but no, don't know how they are feeling right now in Kiev because I got some news that the already like uh, convoy of the Russian is approaching Kiev, like you know, sixty kilometers of Russian army, like strange to imagine like how many thousands of like you know soldiers are approaching Kiev now there's no safe a lot of shelling bombing like you know it's going on there like now civilians there are like civilians are being killed right now like more and more deaths with each next day civilians it's Really sad to hear about that, to watch what's going on there, or just, you know, pray for that, that everything will stop soon and everything will be fine. Absolutely. Because, like, even right now, as I told, like, in the interviews, the sport aspects uh, are not that important as, like, you know, uh, people's lives, because, like, you know, innocent people are being killed. Like, you know, for nothing, they're just fighting for their freedom right now. They just want to be like, you know, they want to have freedom. It's tough. It's... Don't know even what to say. There are no words for that situation. Yeah, it's difficult for us to imagine what you're going through, you know, uh, mentally, emotionally with your girlfriend, with her family and, and, yeah, so so we yeah during during the event i was just like you know when i got the message i just wanted to play my game because like you know i was just so happy like i i've already won that my girlfriend like you know tried to cross the polish border like it's all it was my biggest win like that i was supporting her so much i was just trying like and i was telling her that you, you have to quit because it was like mm, story that she had to go she had the plane uh, on the friday morning there to slovenia to play the european championships and also euro tour and she was supposed to go there because the federation bought her tickets and as she want to the championships she went there and she also hoped like she couldn't believe that the war can happen and i was praying just you know she she left on the uh sunday last sunday not this one but the previous one and just it was like you know period of five days with i was just praying like please nothing happened mm. that day and unfortunately Wednesday morning, the Russians started shelling, bombing, and like, you know, all flights canceled, like, everything stopped. Polish border, like, you know, borders are being closed for someone. And I just, you know, I was stuff even to describe my feelings and even tougher to describe uh, Daria's feelings and her family. It's tough to imagine for me and I believe for everyone. Yeah, well, you'll be in our thoughts going forward for sure. Yeah.
Come um, back, you know, if we can get back to to the pool and the and the Euro tour a little bit. Um, Good transition, Mike. Well, you know, we're <laughs> now, I'm just curious. I mean, you're, you know, you talk about winning two Euro tours in a row, and uh, you're right, really starting to hit your stride and get confidence. And um, you know, you're only 21, and it's kind of you know we're looking at the 21 year olds, and we're looking at Federer, and we're looking at you know guys like Josh who are just a couple of years older. Um, do you have a goal? Do you have a time frame? that you have in your head where you really want to win one of those, you know, major titles, uh, your tours are difficult to win, no doubt. Uh, but to get on the international stage and win a, uh, an international title, do you have a goal in mind and how do you, how do you mentally prepare yourself to make that next big jump? Well, to be honest, I don't have any time frame for winning some tournaments. I believe that by like you know training practicing like improving myself it will just come out like you know it will be just a matter of time when it comes uh, to, to be honest my biggest problem i guess it's still like the head uh because it's, for me it's tough to handle the pressure sometimes i cracked a lot of times the past under the pre under the pressure so right now i'm happy that my head is working better and i think that it it will pay off by it will be pay off by winning some events in the future but i don't have any goals right now just you know to play my game and see what will happen so you know play my game without any like you know just try to be focused on the table like handle with the pressure and i believe that the results were uh, come out well we talked about this a, a little bit off air but that match with filler is a good is a good kind of like building up for you like as far as your mental aspect of the game and toughen you up and, and with heart because you're up the whole match you have a two to three game cushion he closes the gap you know would have been real easy having josh filler on the other side to fold and you know let him go and, and finish off to nine but you showed you had a lot of backbone there and a lot of fight in you and held them off for uh, an eventual 9-7 victory. So by going and having those matches like that with the, that caliber of players, it's, you know, you're, you're, you're getting your, your feet in that same, in that same class. Yeah. Listen, I, I was never like, you know, I'm never like, I'm, let's say I'm fearless. Like, I know that Joshua is like one of the biggest names on the pool stage right now, which I just want to beat them. But as I told you, like uh, my biggest weakness, I believe, is the head. And like a lot of times, I just cracked under the pressure, like since some you know crucial shots. And I'm just happy that you know my head worked so well in that match, and I was able to yeah. show my abilities in that match. Because, like, well, every time you. Every time you do crack under pressure, though, you learn from it, don't you? How do you how do you, how do you work that to your advantage the next time? Uh, tough question, to be honest. I don't know how to respond to that. Uh, just uh, it's coming natural. I mean, like it's tough to practice for me. Like you know, mental side, it's for me tough to imagine how I can like you know improve that. It's the I don't even know. It's like 
tough to imagine for me how you can like like you know improve yourself yourself on the mental side because i think it's the most difficult part of the game like improve your mental side yeah i think that a lot of things um you know there are things that you do analytically and then there's things you do intuitively or you know organically and i think that you know for example uh, i talked to a player once that was telling me that every time they missed a ball they tried to figure out what they did wrong like whether they oh i i, I decelerated or i i didn't adjust for cut induced throw or all these different things and i said you know because they, they had this idea that, well, I've got to figure out what I did wrong to get better. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I think that a lot of players, when you hit a ball bad, you just kind of feel like, oh, that's not the feeling I was looking for. And you're just like, you remember the feeling that you wanted to have. And you can still kind of correct without actually doing it analytically. You can do it kind of like a feel like that's not the feel I wanted or I, I didn't hit that with confidence. You know, I'm next time I want to hit it where it feels good, where it's crisp and it goes in clean. You know, it's more of a picture. It's more of a feel. And I think when it comes to learning from losses and things like this, you know, I don't know that you sit there and you say, OK, when did I get nervous? Why did I let the pressure pressure bother me? How am I going to do it different? I don't think you control that all like thinking about it all necessarily. You can. But also you just by going through it again and again, you're just like, yeah, that was that time where I kind of didn't, I got a little weak there. Next time I'm in that spot, I'm going to try to be ready to handle that better. And it's just more of a, a kind of a subconscious process. And I don't know how else you get there other than a lot of competition and a lot of losses. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, like, uh, as you told, uh, like thinking about the, like, you know, missed balls or whatever, it's not go good for you because you're thinking about that, like in the later stages. And you have like you're you're playing some like you're in different game like already like and you are thinking about like missing a ball in the first game in the first rack you're already in the seventh rack you are thinking like why did i miss that eight ball for example it's not good for you because it affects your mind i believe and you, you cannot be focused you have to like forget immediately about that okay i missed it happens just forget about it just fo be focused like you know on the next game because it can like you know disturbs you and the game just you have to be focused like all the time it, it can affect you i believe so it's a good point like but you have to forget like you know it's also like part of the game i know it's tough but you have yeah. to do it like you have to be focused all the times just also like I have I, I had the big problems when like you know the nibbles the game where the lacks where the luck uh, is needed and when someone is lucky you're also probably thinking like oh my god he flooked another ball and you are thinking about that I I was supposed to win that game and he flooked the ball and it's his game not mine like I played the perfect safety and he won that game and also a you have to forget it like it happened like you have to move forward and just play your game still like it happens but it, like it's a good point like you have to forget about it and just move forward on your game well and i have a question about i think a lot of people uh have this question is uh poland has got has had so many strong pool players right now um and you know how like what what is what are you doing in Poland to 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 achieve this amount of uh, champions? Like, how what do you, do you guys 
have some secret sauce that you'd <laughs> what what is or tell me about this i mean like you know everyone because in the points there are many good players like really top players in the europe and everyone wants to be the best and uh, it motivates uh, each one to become better and better and i think that's the main point and that's the good thing because you know it's like healthy rivalry so everyone wants to be the best but everyone who has was, who was the first was there like one player that kind of paved the way or who was your who was your pool, uh mentor that, that you looked up to when you was there a player that you wanted to emulate when you were growing up or was it someone local in poland well i always wanted to be better than mateusz Śniegowski, to be honest because he, he was also living in poznań in my hometown so we know each other very well and probably he won the most titles most major titles for poland right now also he won the three year tours throughout his career maybe more to come for him also and i always wanted to be better you know because yeah. like i want to be better in my club than someone else i want to be the best so it always motivates you in the like you know good way well then I, i've got i'm sorry i've got one more question i was dying to ask it's a little little different but uh then i'll i'll sit down for a while but the um the euro tour how many how many players are in a typical euro tour event is it is it 64 or 128 how many players do you get in a euro tour event it's always over 200 200 right. so so how so when you like when when most of these players are playing you know most of these players don't have real chances of winning. They, you know, I mean, there's, you know, against the top levels of competition, they're so strong. So you've got 200 players showing up to tournaments that pay a very top heavy, and it's so hard at the top to get all the way. In the U.S., the only way that we figured out how to do that is to make the tables, you know, about this big and and handicap them. How do you get hundreds of players showing up and paying money and traveling? to to play in tournaments that they can't win how how do you how is it able to happen do you think what's the difference between the euro tour filling versus the usa's inability to fill a tournament similar well, tough question need to think about it like i mean like, <laughs> i don't know we don't have an answer so i don't know why i think you would <laughs> i mean like you know the euro tour is still the biggest tournament in europe right now so everyone want to play it wants to play in it and you know it's also like you know for the rankings you have to play your two events to uh, qualify for the for example world championships or i, I just got the nomination for the world games throughout the uh, euro tour ranking so you have to also play it and congratulations you know, it's really tough tournament because there are like you know 30 players let's say who can win this tournament and over 100 players i believe who can who can you lose to because like you know it's like you know quite easy tables like race to nine like everything can happen so i was gonna say the the, the 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 bad the bad players at the euro tour are still are still banging on 700 fargo you know you're saying that you know there's players here that can't <laughs> win i agree there's a lot of players that can't win it but it's they're, they're still they're still above the 67680 fargo so they can still play the game and they can still cause upsets they're not going to go through yeah yeah you you sure yeah. can jim 
<laughs> no, but, no, be serious. Be serious. What do you got like, against six seventy Fargos? That, that's what that's what I told you. I, I believe that there are like you know one hundred players that you can lose to like you know if you make like you know you are not playing your best game, your A game. Like you you, you play your your C game and someone's playing his best game, you can easily you lose. lose to him. So you know I lost in the first round. The guy like you know he's also quite good, but you know I shouldn't like it shouldn't be for. A, for sure, like nine two, to be honest. But like you know, you can lose to yep. like over one hundred players, I believe, because like many strong players over there. Yeah, and his historically, historically, everything has been taken from the from the Euro Tour rankings. When when the teams are getting picked for the World Cup of Pool, for instance, you know your spot on the Euro Tour ranking basically dictated whether or not you are. Maybe the number two on your team. For the likes of like the Polish team, they've got so many to play for. Then it's yeah. important for the Polish players to get themselves on the ranking to get that spot in the World Cup of Pool, you know, because it'll be. That, well, to be honest, I, I, I don't know how it's working exactly, so I don't want. This to year it's not. This year it's different. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I better not to say many opinion about. It. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I, I just hope. I, I, yeah. let, let me just. Good answer, it. buddy. Yeah, yeah, look, yeah. Let's talk about the ranking now, because you're now sitting at think at number three on the ranking. That that would that would officially put you give you a place in the Moscone Cup this year. I mean, the ranking basically the ranking is for the Masters, for the for the PLP, for the World Cup of Pool to a certain extent, and for the Moscone Cup. Um, I mean, it's obviously something that, that that you want to achieve in your career. I personally think you're one of the players that will get there, um, that will play a Moscone Cup. Uh, that will break through into the into the header categories, into the filler categories, and stuff like that. Um, you talked about your mentality. Uh, do, do you watch the Moscone Cup when it's happening every year? Do you watch it on television? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I believe it's dream of every European player to be part of it. It's also my dream. When you watch it, when you watch it, do you think? Do you would you say you were ready now to do it, or do you think, you know? Mm, I'd like uh, to, but maybe not yet. Tough to predict. I believe that maybe I'm not ready yet, but I will try my best in the next years to get there. Because right now, like you know, I'm right now third, but the crucial tournament will be the World Championships yeah, or a lot of change or, 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 or US Open, where the prize money is the like you know, it's sixty thousand for winning it or fifty. So if you win something like that tournament. You you have to win, for example, 10, 10 euro tours, so it's not so it's like you know uh it's tough. To money. It's tough. Yeah. yeah, like but I like the system. It's really like you know, good system. It's like in the snooker ranking, I believe. Uh that's all, that the how much you won, uh, it's how much uh, how much how many yeah. points you get. So yeah, that's good system. You, you you've performed very well at Euro Tours, you've won three of them, but I mean, I know, I mean, I've been there and, and, and you know, and you can see it on the stream, you know, when it gets to the final, there's maybe just the players who are still waiting to get a flight or who are traveling the next day that are sitting watching it. There's not really much of a of a crowd watching the final. So you're used to in the Euro Tours, you're used to playing in relative quiet, whereas the Moscone Cup, as we know, is anything except quiet. Is is that something that you feel that you would that you would enjoy, that extra atmosphere and the, the noise? Or are you... Are you somebody who sits in, in, in when you're practicing that says, 
I need it to be quiet and I don't want people around me or well during the practicing I like the quiet and like peace like you know I want to be alone practice alone without any music even because I like to like you know practicing just alone right now but I think like when it comes to the tournaments it's a little bit different I like you know playing in front of the audience like you know with some emotions it's what also motivates me to play my best game show my best game to the people so yeah i, I hope that I, I would enjoy this event really because like you know the atmosphere there uh as i see on the tv screens it's really like you know different it's different than others it's like I nothing think- else I think it's on the horizon for you, buddy. Yep. I think in, it happens. I think it happens in, in the next step. Don't, don't, yeah, don't hopefully. But, but as Jimmy I only this, thinks there's four players. So, Jim, you know, I think Jimmy only three, thinks there's give four it, players. I give it, That's it. I, I give it three years. I give it three years and, and, and Victor is in the team at some stage within the next three years. I think it's still for me a long way to go. Like, you know, a lot of tournament, tournaments, a lot to learn still for me. So. What type of stuff are you practicing on the table? Like when you get, I know you compete a lot, but when you do practice on your own, what uh what do you like to do uh i practice like a lot of break i'm practicing uh, breaks right now because i believe breaks are the one of the most important thing right now because if you don't have a break you don't have the chance to win the match these days so yeah like breaks uh, also like some banks like safety games because when it comes to the, like you know pocketing the balls right now on the tables like you know Eurotos as I told you they're like you know quite uh, big pockets so the pocketing the balls are not the problem and I'm trying to focus on the other pa- parts of the game like for example also jump shots which can give me some advantage in front of like you know other players because like as i told you on on that on the like you know highest level like you know one aspect of the game can like decide who can win the match because like yeah yeah i i think about it like there's two parts of the game there's the generating opportunities and there's the converting and so when you generate opportunities you have to get chances and that comes from the break pushing out uh fighting for the first you know making that first tough shot you know safeties kicks jumps and then once you've got control of the table and you just have a run out then it's about running the table and converting on those chances you know pocketing patterns cue ball it, it what i hear you saying is you're you're running out very well so while you're always going to keep running out and keep practicing your run out game Right now, what you're really focused on is just fine-tuning every little edge of the things where you're generating your share of the opportunities to score. Uh, so you're really pushing on your break, your safeties, your your jumps, maybe your kick, you know, kick shots, things like this, just to make sure you get your. You feel that if you get your chances, you'll do well with them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I agree, like with everything what you said right now, because like I feel really confident when it comes to the pocketing the ball. So just. You know, you have to generate the opportunities to be able to get some layouts, to get some points, get some racks, and eventually win the match. On a lot of those elite matchroom stages, they're transitioning now to 
uh, four inch pockets. We've seen it in the Masters. We've seen it in the C in the uh, uh, PLP. Um, we know the Euro Tours, you know, mainly on bigger size pockets. So our, our training on let's say four inch or four and an eighth, four and a quarter is that something that you do back home, or are you just practicing like that same size as Euro Tours? No, I'm practicing to be honest on the uh, dynamic tables, which the pockets are pretty similar to the dynamic to the Euro Tour tables. But for me, it's really like good idea to make the pockets small to make that game like a, a little bit more difficult just like you know as you've seen like i think many players complain right now about the pocket sizes so it's good i believe for the our sport that would, would be like you know more fair like it will bring like you know more also much much more mistakes which is yeah like, for sure yeah, but I, for me, it's a really good idea. I'm really like you know up to it. All right. Well, I've got. I've just got one more thing. I, it's more of a, a piece of advice for you, Victor. Something oh, that man. I noticed. Yeah. Now that you know, now that you're you're winning all these Euro tours and everything, and the World Championships coming up, Matchroom is taking on all these massive uh, tournaments, and everything's going to be televised. Please do me a favor. Oh, Clean your shaft. You have the dirtiest shaft on your queue <laughs> that, I, that I have ever seen. It, it almost yeah, I know. To be honest, like last time, television, it almost last, looks like last, last time when I cleaned shaft. my shaft, it was like five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it is the dirtiest it. Like, shaft I've ever seen. That like, sounds like a good know, trend for Manscaped. Like, you know, many, many players like <laughs> asked me, like you know. How can you play with it's so dirty? With, with, you have without, no glove either. Yeah, oh. no glove. Like, how can you play? Like, oh my god, but I just can't. I, 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 I don't feel like I, I mean, like, it's like you know, I can't feel the glove, like playing with the glove. It's like you know, if, if it works well, just stay with it, just stick to it, just True. you know. Yeah, but it looks judge. like you're playing with a rat cue. It's not a, not a beauty contest, as you well know, Jim. <laughs> not a beauty Victor. contest. No, yeah, okay, yeah, that'd be yeah. Or I'd win every time. So, oh, Victor, you, you're going to come to the U.S. now, playing the World Ten Ball, uh, some events in the U.S. You were here for a long time last year. Are you looking forward to coming back again so soon? And uh, and how many trips will you make to Chipotle? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I really like. I really miss the Chipotle right now. Chipotle <laughs> is in the U.S., so it's shame for me that I can't eat it right now in Poland. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to it to play the Predator Tour followed by the World Tempo Championships. Uh, I really love like you know states. It's a good country. Maybe I'll also like move there in the future. Wow. Like there, there's like you know good place because the pool is growing there, so many opportunities to play some you know good tournaments over there and some also matches. Huge, yeah. I'm just gonna throw this huge, out there. I'm just gonna huge Polish, huge Polish representation in Chicago, biggest <laughs> Polish community outside of Warsaw. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Victor, if you get your citizenship. 
you got a guaranteed spot in the Moscone Cup for the next 25 years. <laughs> you can play every year. <laughs> every year. At least. Uh, we got you. We, I will I will talk to Jeremy. I will make sure that you have a stamped ticket that says whenever you want to use it, you're on the team. You got it. <laughs> How does that but sound? He, but he might like well, the uh, challenge. He might I, like the challenge of staying. I want to be, he, wants, he wants to win. No, no I want some challenges and I want to be qualified as a European. Of course. Because to, to be picked as the European is really tough. You know, many top players, like, you know, there are like many players who can, like, you know, get be in the team right now and still beat USA. I, I believe so. Who do you think, who would be your toughest opponent if you had to face one player in the finals? of the world championship who do you think would be is there one opponent that you think would be the toughest or do you think that at that level it doesn't make a difference mm, i think to be honest it would be albin mm. because in my opinion albin always like like each perfect each, each aspect of the game is like you know the highest level maybe except the mental part because sometimes you can Get angry a little bit, but you know, like all like when it comes to the pocketing balls, like jump shots, safety game, like kicking the balls, like, like for me, it's like you know one of the toughest guys to beat right now. He's got a really good mix between being very aggressive and uh, very powerful, but still His decision making. But still, yeah, being very yeah, he's also like very like you know smart at the table, like right. He, patterns and cue ball and safeties and all the every he manages the game without you yeah, know, he's yeah. very aggressive without losing his head. He never plays yeah, he doesn't risk when he doesn't have to do it. So like yeah, he's also like really smart at the table, like all decisions are almost perfect. Yeah. Now you know one thing I haven't asked, you know, being kind of a, on the younger side, uh, you know, when I grew up, uh I watched pool a lot in the nineties. And even the 2000s. So, you know, when I grew up, a lot of the U.S. players, uh, Buddy Hall, Nick Varner, Mike Siegel. Have you watched uh, any of the, uh, like, the, the older school pool players? Or did you not really go back and watch that growing up? What what year did you start, put, you know, paying attention to pool? Was it when you started? Or did you ever watch before that? Well, I started when I was eight. It was 2009. So, mm -hmm. from that point, I got into like beers and from that point I, I started watching some games so maybe when I start watching some games it was like time when Darren Appleton uh, was winning like you know many tournaments world championships uh, world games also like Moscone Cups so it was that time but in the past like when you ask me about the Efren Reyes or like you know Aaron Strickland uh, Buddy Hall like I haven't watched the matches in the, from the past, so. Yeah, no worries. It's not like chess. You know, in chess, they all have to go back and watch, learn from all the games. But there's probably, you know, the game has changed. The game is elevated. There's not much to learn from anybody other than who's winning right now. The best player to watch is the player that's winning. And in this case, uh, that's you. So <laughs> you just watch your own games and then you're probably good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. as I told you, like, you know, pool is moving forward with mm. each next game. With, with each next year, you have to be better and better to be able to win the tournament because, like, you know, with each next year, like, you know, every player jumps better, kicks better, breaks better. So 
you have to also improve yourself to be able so what to do you win. think in 10 10 years 10 years from now the game goes up another level what can be improved on from today's performances like what what are the players in 2030 going to be doing on the table that allows them to get better i mean where is there is are they going to just play shape for jump shots and just you know to simplify their patterns because they jump so good like what's what's left i don't know like <laughs> there are many changes in last years in the pool like about the formats like you know it, it, i think it depends on the format of the game like you know tough to predict for me to be honest like we just need to wait and see and like you know yeah just follow the the things which will happen in these tournaments well buddy massive predict. massive congratulations Victor. you're off to a hell of a start in 23 man you're an elite field of players who have won back-to-back -back euro tours the future's bright for you brother and we're looking forward to seeing you out in vegas yeah thank you very much see you there yeah thanks for joining yep i i just got thanks one question Victor. on the way out one question on the way out if victor is representing poland for the world cup of pool who do you want as your partner oh <laughs> it's got to be the toughest pick and pull is the, is picking the world cup team for poland jesus and which which of the 75 polish players do you want <laughs> you know <laughs> <We> got... <laughs> is it a question to me or what yeah yeah, yeah. to you yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, to me god damn like I don't know. I have many, like, I have to say, like, I have many friends, like, you know, I don't have guaranteed spot yet, so I can't tell you that I can be in the World Cup. Just tough to say, like, many, like, you know, great players, many friends, so I just don't want to say one name, you know. All right, give us three. Rank in <laughs> order from first to third. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no, leave him alone. No, it's my secret. <laughs> Don't let him bully you. Don't let him bully you. You stand your ground. No, I'll just to be honest, I hope that uh, I will make the team Poland this year. Hopefully, we'll see. I don't know. Well, if Poland, if if Poland doesn't pick you at this point, I'm pretty sure they hate money. Well, it's it's not up to me. I don't know what's the criteria right now so just wait i just need to wait and see but i hope like, I, 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 i'm really feeling confident right now i really am feeling that my game is really good right now so i just hope that i will be able to show on the main stages of the matchroom that i'm ready to show something i know yeah. you are sure all right well victor we'll uh we'll let you scoot out of here we appreciate you sitting in with us Thank and, you for joining. Uh, yep. Yeah, thank you very much. I enjoyed the time here. And we uh we we're wishing the best for your girlfriend, uh girlfriend's family. We're yeah, just listen, like I hope that everyone will stand with Ukraine and support them as much as they can because everyone can support by donating for the Russian army, something or whatever, like each each help can be crucial at that point. So if you can just you know support Ukraine because like it's great. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, buddy. Yep. Okay. Right. Well, with that we'll take we'll let you get out of here. Thanks again for joining us, and uh, 
best of luck in uh, with your, your trip back to the U.S. and we'll be watching for you in uh, Vegas. Yeah, thank you very much. See you guys. I'll see you yeah, in the UK buddy. Open. Yeah. All right. Well, first guess what? All, now, guys. First of all, oh. I told I told Jimmy not to be talking about Feder. Okay, I told him don't even mention that name on this TV show. And earlier he says he brings <laughs> up Feder. Okay, we all know who your four, who your top four are, buddy. Okay? When did I? What so. did I see Feder? <laughs> You were talking about him earlier. I was. I didn't want to cut you off earlier, Jim, but I was waiting for the interview to be to be finished with to get in you. Wow. <laughs> you know. You know what? Just for everybody that watched me, this guy here has been on me. Where am I doing? For the last forty-eight hours. We he got a group be, chat where I'm just I'm be, I'm busting Jim up left and right. Any <laughs> chance? Any chance I can get? I yeah. It's like the only time I. I'm, I open my phone, number of notifications, like you've got like 87 messages. I'm like, what's going on? I look at the chain. You just, you guys are. <laughs> Mike is just being the Demetrius is like, I don't even have 86 I'm like, friends. I'm not used to this. I'm not used yeah. to this level of energy. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm reading, I'm thinking, was I drunk last night? And I sent him messages that I shouldn't have been sending or something. Why is he being so nasty to me? Turns out, turns out he's just a nasty man. <laughs> hey, hey. And Pinoza's over in the corner, just like, shut up, guys. I want to talk to That's all I care <laughs> about. Let's talk right. about – I'm still – I'm getting messages sent to me. Let's talk about what this ranking means that's just been posted. No, no, not yet. We got we to gotta do stuff first. Uh, well, before we transition off of this, just, just so everybody knows, Mike – you know, Pinozo asks acts like he's, you know, this nice guy who just wants to talk pool and be all professional. This guy's worse than all of us combined. He torches all of us in the chat. Our mm -hmm. private chat, he wow. kills everyone. So don't let that, wow, you don't guys let are that cool. friendly face. <laughs> and just as those, just so everyone knows, just let's just so everyone knows, Nate is not all of a sudden a fan of wearing caps. He was just too lazy to do his hair. <laughs> I need a haircut just pad. A scruff. scruff. I need a haircut pad. I feel homeless. That's that's how that's how scruffy I feel. And speaking of homeless and needing to get a haircut, why don't we do a manscape ad, Jim? Doesn't that sound like fun? Do it. We all love a manscape. No, no. Mike's <laughs> <laughs> excited. All right, guys. Can I get a round of applause? Today, I'm excited to announce Manscaped launched their ultra premium collection. Believe it or not, it's for your not so private parts. Fun. Mm. I'm talking about a leveling up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. This is an all in one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe, literally. Manscaped is trusted below the waist, now trusted with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code QITUPPOD. Support the podcast, you know. They have an awesome new – we actually got this one. That has the, the body wash, the hair – mm. yeah, the hair, uh, the shampoo. That's what it is. Uh, oh, they got uh, lip balm. Lip balm, so they got lots of, uh, lots of stuff for the rest of your body now. I, I have a problem with manscape having lip balm. I yeah, know. I do as well. I don't put any of those in my house. I don't know if oh. else sees this problem I'm, or not. I'm quite happy to, to accept their products and to sit yeah, here that. and go, yes, your you know, your wives and girlfriends will thank you, but I'm not putting anything they produce in my mouth. 
There I'm go sorry, with that flavored body wash next, buddy. <laughs> the, the scratch and sniff. Listen, listen here, guys. What if you get, what, what if you get no. mixed up with products and then all of a sudden you're, yeah, you don't want to be doing that. Manscaped is all about making sure nothing on your body gets chapped, including your lips. So there you go. Haven't you, did you not see the crop preserver? That's to make sure you don't get chapped, Jim. <laughs> Demetrius, you're on my side, right? Yeah, for for sure. I'll uh, yeah. I didn't. I, I don't remember the lip balm. I didn't get, but I got the shampoo and conditioner, and uh, it's great, man. I uh, you're looking, you're looking well for it. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's making a difference. Yeah. Yeah, it really brings out the gray. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Anyways, make sure you head over to manscape.com and use code QITUPPOD. Support the show that you almost like. A little and gets you through your work day or something like Perfect. that. I don't know. All right. Uh, let's move on to the rankings, I guess. Uh, I guess I can throw these up here. This is based off of the money earned. Uh, I just, I mean, I, I get the idea as to why you're going to put everybody in the world on it, but I just don't understand why um, for the ones that they publish, why you have to have Philippines on there. Um, I mean, it's okay, whatever. It's not like a huge deal or anything, but uh, it's not like Roland Garcia's Going to, well, I guess yeah, maybe a World Cup of cool. So yeah, that makes sense. What, what, not just that, but it'll affect other things, the Masters and other invitations. Yeah, yeah, it will. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm, I'm looking at this from only from a Moscow to because it's it's yeah. it's it's going to be what Matchroom uses to make their invitations. Yeah. But what people what what people seem to be That's not true. aware of on Facebook is they're not reading the very top of the of the graphic. It's the 2023 rankings, not the 2022 rankings. It doesn't mean that the next event, that those are going to be the invitations. The ranking has started now to build a ranking that will be used in 2023 for invitations. This ranking is not valid now. It's only been two events. You can't turn around and say, yes, Sanchez Ruiz is number one in the world, and he will now get an invite to the the world uh, pool masters. If he's outside of the top 24 on the ranking for 2022, he's not getting in regardless of where he is now on, on the 2023. This is a ranking that's built up that will, that will be used in 2023, not now. So people are on Facebook. Facebook seems to be exploding with people saying, this ranking's a joke. How can Mika be above Shane? How can, wh where's, why is Albin not on it? He's just won the PLP. Yeah, give it a time for this thing to form and to become Reading's what tough. Reading I mean, is tough. I mean, it's easier for people to just write this ranking as a joke rather than to actually go to the matchroom site or ask somebody, how is this ranking working? How about them explain to them as if you're talking to a baby and then they go, oh, all right, then that probably makes a bit of sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be, to be clear, if you're going to ask somebody, another, do not ask I me. Guy, I got a are, guy contacting me on Facebook saying this ranking is stupid because Federer actually earned more money than uh, Sanchez Ruiz at the Derby City Classic. Mate, I don't even, why am I even answering these questions? I mean, it's just. Are we about to have another snakes on a plane moment, Jim? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm, I'm done now. I'm done now. I just, you know, it's, idiots annoy me. No, I, I, <laughs> it makes if it makes you feel any better, Jim, at least you get the Welcome questions. to my world, Jimmy. Welcome yeah, no, to no, my no, world, no. being in a group chat the, with you, my man. The questions <laughs> I got. What? Really? Wow. That's I'm rough. just kidding, buddy. I'm just kidding, buddy. The questions I get are, uh, how much does a flight cost to uh, to Vegas? I get those kind <laughs> no, of questions. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. From yeah, people well. I don't even know. 
I, I, was, I, was, I was asked the question one. I was asked a question a couple of days ago. Do you know what time the sessions start in Vegas? Because I don't know whether to book a hotel for the, an extra night before or an extra night after. Asking me, can you tell me what time the sessions start? Mm. Like, and both. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, you know, the only thing worse than being shocked that people respond before they read things is us spending time talking about those people. Yes. Ooh, true let's story, talk, Mike. Let's what Mike wants to talk so, about. What's that? Yeah. All right. Let's talk All right, about Mike, what, what do you want to talk about? Which well, Mike? Well, I think it was interesting. Who, me or, or Molina? Pinoza, this guy. Oh, okay. Well, the important know, one. You know, obviously, talking to Victor, he was very passionate about everything that's going on in the world, how it's affecting them. And and we know now that that Russian players aren't going to be able to play in any of the matchroom events. Uh, they're not going to be able to play in the Euro Tour events, uh, anything that's WPA sanctioned. And, you know, it, it, this isn't a matter of, of politics for me, who I think is right or what I think is wrong. It's just obviously it's it's terribly unfortunate for the players that are involved. Um, what we don't probably understand, particularly U.S. fans and, and players, is uh, you could tell the amount of emotion in him when he talked about playing Sergei Lusker. And that kind of caught me off guard uh, because, you know, we're all in this together and why are the athletes being blamed and things like that. But we don't know what's going through these people's hearts and, and, and souls and bodies when, when things like this happen. So um, fortunately, we don't know a lot about that firsthand. So um, it's, it's a really tough situation. It's a difficult situation for everybody. I understand what's being done and why. Um, you know, so just like to get everybody else's feedback on, on you know, how it's affecting the pool world and our friends who play. Well, this is just, it just seems like another ripple after, uh, you know, James Aranis and Dennis Ercolo, um not being around. It just seems like, um, you know, that's obviously a different think, issue, but it all has to do with that into account. But it just all has to do with like, you know, political, uh, not, I'm not uh, like just the political environment impacting the pool world in different ways. And uh, I, I, you could say it wasn't political, but the, the heightened, you know, border, uh, you know, the heightened priority on maintaining borders and all that it's because of what's going on so anyway the point is is that it just you know you take you take double d you know dd and uh or Colo out you take out fedor it's, it's just it's very strange it almost it almost feels and then plus on top of that you've got the chinese and the you know the asian players that have been out for two years um i just feel like it's it's a really weird time to watch because i mean woo and the cole brothers and dennis and james and now fedor is like we're, we're talking about, we're not just talking about like one player and we're not talking about one contender. We're talking about, if you wanted to pick the top 10 players in the world, we're talking about half of them. You know what I mean? Half of them. JL Chang. I mean, they're, half of them are gone. It's just really a strange thing, you know? Literally, yeah, you're right. Like, I don't think, I don't think you can name a top 10 right now without half of them being removed in some sort of sense like I, I i don't know what this means for i i mean i know you kind of made it seem like uh fedor's gone i mean he played in this last event um i mean is he going to be barred from coming back to the u.s now i mean what's does anybody know that well I don't know. you don't know whether he can get out of russia plane wise and get into the u.s as far as playing in tournaments yeah. and playing anything that's not wpa sanctioned so he well, can go as far as we know right now he's not even in russia right he was just in europe last week yeah, I don't, I, don't I, know, I don't know much about you know what he's doing, uh, but 
you know, again, it's just, it's a, it's a tough, tough situation. I mean, you know, you would think that if he did come to tournaments that, you know, his fellow players would welcome, but I, it's, I don't it's, know that. I don't know that for it, sure. It affects pool massively. Feder's one of the guys who he may not be in that top 10 list of rankings, but you better believe all it takes is one event for his ass to go and get up there and be at number one. And he's got every ability in the world to go and snap off a world championship, which he probably won't be able to do. He has every chance in the world to go and snap off an international, which he probably won't be able to do. Um, Moscone, you, Cup. Moscone Cup, which he was probably a top three favorite to go and make it on the team. And more than likely, his his inability to go and play pool um, and these sanctions by the IOC effectively end his chances of being able to make a Moscone Cup team. It's very unfortunate. It's it was like what Mike said. It was it was intense hearing uh, Wichter's um, response to having to go and play Sergey and how that affected him emotionally. And he's got every right to feel that way. Just like just like Sergey and Federer and Christina got every right to feel, you know, that it's unfair that they're not able to go and play because of everything going on. There's a lot of um, when it comes to sports because I just want to keep it like about sports, but. When it comes to sports, like there's a lot of uh, uh, unfortunate things that are going on, and and um, it's going to have massive, massive uh, effects for who knows when, you know, because we don't know when when these are going to go on in. You, the kid won't be able to play in the World Games. Um, it's it's crazy. I mean, it, it, it's it's a uh, uh, it's mind blowing that it can just go and happen that fast and um all the ripple down effects that it's going to go and cause because now essentially we don't know if Russia's even going to be well i mean they won't be in, in in the world cup of pool either so there'll be another team you know on there a spot's essentially going to be opened up for the moscone cup and i'm uh because Federer won't be able to be on there not saying that he was a lock but i would have put my money that he would have been on there this year i mean you know as tough it is to go it make doesn't it necess doesn't necessarily i mean i mean I think I think we can all agree that we hope that this ends as soon as it possibly can. I mean, nobody's trying to see this go on for years and years and years. The Moscone Cup is still six, seven months away before they really start getting down to where they're picking their last player. Uh, I mean, has has Fedor shown enough right now to get potentially a fifth wild card? If nope. if possibly, but, but if he's not playing for ten months against world class competition, can you go and and, and say that's, that? And that's the thing that's that's the thing that's hard is that you know humans, you know, our life expectancy may be, you know, 70, 80 years, but, but when it gets down to a pool career, you know, a peak pool career for these guys, it may start when they're 20 and, you know, it's hard to know. It's not, of course they can play competitively into their thirties and forties, but the question is in terms of their peak performance, where they have the, the right level of energy, desire their, you know, all this stuff, you know, some players have 15, 20 years, other players have five, 10 and uh, and so to see it, to see people that are just hitting their stride get disrupted, uh, it it would surprise me if none of them recaptured their momentum. But it would surprise me if some of them didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, for yeah. Sure. I I just I I just we're all hoping that this ends as soon as it possibly can. Uh, I mean, ideally, right now, I I, I don't think that we can just definitively rule out Fedor from the Moscone Cup. Uh, is he going to be in, is he going to be in Vegas in uh, two weeks? I, I, I don't see that. Uh, there's no way. I mean, he's going to be playing in the predator tour or the, 
the World Ten Ball. I think he misses out on both of those, and I think that's pretty obvious. Uh, he <laughs> obviously misses out on the European Championship, uh, the World Cup of Pool. I mean, it seems unlikely that um, that that's going to be an option either. But you know, maybe May. Who knows? I mean, I, I know that's that, the thing nobody knows. You know, how does our, Europe, how does our European uh, friend feel about all this? Well, I, I just want to uh, a couple couple of things. Just going back on what what, what was said there. Um, first of all, James Aranis and uh, uh, and Okolo. Yeah, okay. It's sad that we don't get to see them in the states. Yeah, because yeah. that's their fault. Yeah. They made the mistake. It was yeah. all on them or their advisors. You know, there's entry requirements. There's visa requirements. There's long stay. There's short stay. There's a uh, uh, whether you're there for work, whether you're not. And you're only allowed to spend a certain amount of time in the USA, whether or not they knew that or not, or they did know it and they made a mistake, or they also knew it and they made a mistake and got caught. We don't know, but at the end of the day, it was their responsibility. In this situation, Fedor, Christina, uh, to catch, uh, it's even in Belarus. Belarus have been uh, included in this as well for the World Games, so that's Margaret Fefalova also. <clears throat> They've done nothing. They've done nothing wrong, but they are suffering for this, whether you think it's right or whether you think it's wrong. They are suffering for this, and the pool world is suffering for it. Uh, to make one thing clear, it's not the pool world that are deciding this. This is basically the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, are making a recommendation to all sports that are under the Olympic flag uh, that Russian athletes should be banned from their events. Which <coughs> pool is it? Pool is not. No, pool is yeah, under the pool. IOC. Absolutely. But they, but but if they, yeah, but pool's not maybe, an Olympic maybe, sport, maybe, though, maybe. is it? Wait, wait, wait a minute. They're a member of if the IOC. If your sport is being played in the Olympics, then the Olympic Committee can say you're not getting in. If your sport is under the Olympic flag and you're playing it out with of the Olympics, I mean, pool was one of the pool was on the, the short list of five to get selected to the, the next Olympics. Break dancing got chosen. Let's not go into that. But pool was on the list. Basically, if pool ever wants to get considered as an Olympic sport. On. They're going to have to follow. Fall whatever, in line. They're going to have yep. to fall in line and follow whatever recommendations the IOC make. The recommendation from the IOC is Russian athletes should not be allowed to compete. So the Euro Tour, so APBF actually, so that includes the Euro Tour and the European Championships, have gone and followed the recommendation as they kind of have to. Um, the Russian players were already in the Euro Tour when this announcement was made, so they were allowed to finish the, the Euro Tour and then told afterwards that they couldn't take part in the European Championships. Kristina Tkach was already on her way over there for the Euro Tour and has been told on her way over there she can't play. The World Games have done have, have followed as well, <clears throat> and it's been included as Belarus are not allowed to take part due to whatever support Belarus may have had, may or may not have had on the Russian side of the conflict which means Margaret Fefalova is also now not able to do it in WPA events or any events from the WPA. So it's not, I see stuff on Facebook, people saying, oh, Matchroom should ban them as well. Matchroom will have to because it's WPA. So so these players will not be able to play in Matchroom events. They're not able to play in the, in the WPA events. Uh this thing doesn't finish in a couple of weeks. Even if, even when the conflict finishes, there is still the political side of it, which happens behind desks and in courts. And these things last for ages and ages and ages. To, so to suggest that in two months or three months' time that the Russian players are going to be allowed to play in events again, I think is stretching it to being very uh, improbable, I think, is 
is the lightest you, you, you can call it because this is not going to happen. This thing is going to continue, um, especially since within the Olympic Committee, the Russians are already on a very thin line when it comes to the doping. They were already athletes were allowed to perform for the Russian Olympic Committee if they separated themselves from the Russian Federation, basically, and said they were individual competitors. So they've already got a big black mark with the, the IOC, Russia. And now this, this is not going to be on a sporting front sorted out within the next couple of months. So I, I think, unfortunately, for the likes of Feder, that they can forget about Moscone Cup for this year, regardless of whether or not all of a sudden there's a wild card that could be thrown that way. I don't see it being resolved in that short yeah. period of time, which is unfortunate. Couple things that, that I would say, Jim, regarding some things you were talking about, as far as clarification, at least from my from my knowledge, and I, I've written to Ian Anderson at WPA and waiting for a response from him. I think WPA is supposed to come out with a response. And you're right, Pool is the WCBS is a member of the IOC, uh, so you kind of have to fall in step. But it's not mandatory. Would it screw up Pool's chances in the future? I don't know, but. It's, it's obviously not mandatory because the International Swimming Federation, FINA, is allowing Russian athletes to participate in, in the international swimming events under a neutral flag and under the as FINA. They, as, as, they so, have been, as they have been for the last eight years. So, so, it's, so it's, it's, not, it's not a gun to your head. Um, mm-hmm. So WPA could make a decision if it wanted to, to allow athletes to play as neutral athletes um you know that that's their decision i as far as i as far as i know um and as far as how long this is going to last um you know i was was trying to think back to years where uh, countries boycotted the olympics because of conflicts like this in 1980s the thing that we all remember in the u.s because it was in la and uh or, or uh no, no, the one in Moscow, the one in Moscow that everybody boycotted because of Moscow's invasion of Afghanistan. Well, that that went on for that conflict went on for like nine years, but athletes weren't prevented from participating for nine years. So, you know, you, you kind of hope that at some point there's there's a window there where they say athletes should be allowed to compete again. I mean, I think some of the you know some of the reasons that they came out to this recommendation are safety reasons. You know, it's not just a political statement. It's like, okay, if you have a Russian athlete who's going to come to the U.S. and play in a tournament in the U.S., is that Russian athlete, you know, under, you know, is that are they going to get in trouble? Are they going to get beat up or whatever the case is? So, so there are safety concerns that get involved in all these decisions too. So, um, yeah, it's it's just something that we're just going to have to kind of follow and keep our our finger on the pulse of to kind of feel, you know, what's, what's going to happen in the future. But I think you're right. I think that, you know, for, for the, the short to medium term, which is the next six months for, for sure, you would think that, that, you know, you don't know if or how you, the IOC relaxes its recommendation to its members to keep those athletes from playing. And you don't know what kind of, you know, opportunity those players would have to go where they want to go anyways. I'd be curious, Mike, like if if let's say they were able to go and uh, play under a neutral, right, like like disassociate themselves from the Russian Federation or whatever, like whatever process that is. Right. Would that mean like down the road, whatever support they may have gotten at one point from their Federation is just going to be taken off the table? 
you know? Could, I couldn't even hazard a guess on that. Um, yeah. Something we'd have to dig into and find out a little bit more uh, from, you know, from European Federation, from Asian Federation, from whatever, and see what kind of repercussions there are. But, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts to this that, that are a lot more complicated than I think a lot of people who just follow the pool world, you know, well, think. I think I think you brought up a really really interesting point there, uh, where uh, you know part of the part of the players getting banned for sometimes their own safety, uh, that kind of showed up when we were talking to Victor, didn't it? I mean, when he was talking about potentially having to play a, a Russian player, and how he would feel very very awkward and weird doing that. Now, pool is a very relaxed, you know, kind of. Well, it's 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 certainly it's not a confrontational sport, right? But if you talk about a different type of sport, you know, there's, you know, there, there's, you know, let's just bring up boxing or something, you know, Ukraine and Russia are very big into boxing. You know, there's, uh, if you bring in, a, if you're allowing like a Russian boxer or something to come into something that they absolutely could end up having fights outside of it, just because the, the sport itself is very similar to that. Now, you know, I, I get the idea that uh, it, it kind of makes sense that you're almost trying to protect the Russian athletes almost as much as you're trying to protect the rest of the world and punish them. The Russia well, like, that is not the not the athletes. Like I said before, I, I was really taken back by the uh, uh, the emotion in Victor's voice when he talked yeah. about playing Sergey Lusker. I mean, that really kind of was like, whoa! I, I didn't I didn't think you know. I didn't even think about uh, that, Mike, until like really well, I, don't totally it. I, I don't think it's, it's I don't think it was so much playing Sergey as Sergey the person. What he said was it would really it would be very difficult for him. To stand there and listen to the Russian national anthem get yeah, at the end of an event. Of so course. he wants he wants to be the one to make sure that's not going to happen. Yeah. You know? And he said how difficult it would be for him to lose yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. a match like that. And so um, you know, it's 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 you know, stuff like that 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 you know resonated with me that that I was kind of surprised by because you know, you 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 think you're thinking of all these very pragmatic, you know, uh things that go on in this in an instance like this but you know it's, it's all about emotion and heart and and you know the, the family and things like that so it's it's a it's a it's a shitty situation let's face it uh, i feel bad for all the players i feel bad for european and american players who are friends with the russian players but who you know you've got eastern european players like like the polish players you know it, it hits a little bit closer to home for them so it's it's a really tough situation really shitty i feel bad for everybody involved um and again we just you know i'm sure we all just hope that this finds a way to clean it up self up as quickly as possible so that we can all get back to uh playing our friends on the pool table yeah. only time will tell i uh this is a big change, but I wanted to ask Nate. And so if anybody else wants to say anything more about that, feel free. But I wanted to ask Nate, um, I wanted to congratulate you with Onboard Sportswear. And I wanted you to talk a little bit about what's, uh, can we talk about that or no? Sure. Yeah. So congrats. So, uh, why don't you tell, I don't know that everyone knows. So why don't you share? The yeah. So um, uh, I, at uh, the Moscone Cup, when I was in there in London, I met uh, the Onboard Sports guys. And we had a little bit of a drunken chat and it was fun. And uh, we exchanged some information kind of just under the assumption that uh, I was not happy with the Jersey supplier that I had. Um, and I wanted to have one. I think the, the jerseys look amazing and they're, they're kind of a cool thing to have. And I think it's great marketing. So, you know, I, I stopped and chatted with them and I'm like, 
you know, this is this is what I have. This is this is what I'm not happy about. What can what can we do? Is there something we can do? And they're you know they were very friendly. They they gave me their card. He said, yeah, don't worry about it. So when you're when you're back, you're settled in. Reach out to us, and we'll we'll get talking on what we can do. And I got back, got settled in, uh, got COVID afterwards, so it took a little bit longer. But <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I jingled them up and uh, we chatted. And turns out that they were looking to expand into the U.S. and they wanted to uh, ask my advice on a couple of things because they knew I was pretty plugged into the industry over here. And uh, you know, just kind of um, some consulting with me kind of turned into them saying, "Well, it kind of sounds like you're doing." a lot of these things, would you be interested in potentially, you know, helping us get it started? And then, you know, once we find somebody to get in place, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get it all set up, blah, blah, blah. And then we'll, uh, we'll kick you to the curve at that point in time. Cause at the time, I mean, I wasn't necessarily interested in taking on this project and, you know, we got deeper and deeper into it and we started actually building a market in the U S and they are working on their websites right now. So they're actually planning a 100% full launch. Um, I don't know if I'm at Liberty to say as to when, so I probably should shut my mouth on that at least until I discuss with them, but they are doing a full, uh, USA launch and I am going to be running that. So I'm going to be running the entire U S market for onboard sportswear. Wow. Uh, so it is. Uh, it is a UK company. Uh, of course, they they are centered out of uh, a little north of London, I believe. Um, but uh, they do all of Matchroom stuff. So they, of course, they have a three-year deal with Matchroom. So they are doing all of their Matchroom or the Moscone Cup stuff, the World Cup pool, uh, the the jerseys they had for the Premier League pool. Um, those are on board. Uh, and basically, they're just trying to expand and uh, put out some great products. So. That, uh, that's what I'm going to be heading up, and that's what I'm going to be helping them Whoa. hopefully I try guess. to do in the U.S. Can't wait Can to I get see a shirt? Can I get Can't a shirt? That's what I'm saying. Can't wait to see a website where it says U.S. headquarters, Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you're doing, stop, if you're doing business. Stop, stop sending us stuff to make our balls smell nice and send us some clothing. Yeah, you know, for sure. I need, yeah. I don't for once, I agree with Jim. That's how bad this I is. Want, I don't want the lip stuff. Jim, you realize the only reason we have the Manscaped sponsors because your wife reached out to him saying that we needed it. So I need to know. Ouch. <laughs> so uh, this, is, this is development. So Nate, what are you going to be doing for them uh, more specifically? And is, and, and is this going to be like a full-time thing? Are you still going to be able to keep doing what you're doing with the podcast? I mean, everyone's on pins and needles, man. Are we losing you? Uh, What's going on? No, this is going to be the last month that we do the podcast. After this, I will be starting a full-time position and uh, the <laughs> podcast will go away. So yeah, yeah, funny. Cool. Is it April Fools? It was Is a good it, run. No. Sorry. Right. We're a month away. Sorry, guys. Well, Sorry. I, I, I'm a month I'd, early. I'd, I'd miss Jimmy too much. And all of his all of his amazing guesses. No. Jim and Mike show. Yeah, your bets. Let me tell you. Look, let me tell you. I was the one who picked Victor coming out of that top side of that bracket, Jimmy. I told you this the other day. You know, you so yeah, yeah there, there, there's the 40. There's the 40. That guy went on tilt afterwards. Believe me, he messaged me. Oh, Jimmy thinks he's so funny talking about me after they blocked me. Yeah, so good job, boys. Good yeah, he's job. been he's been sending crap up to me as well. Yeah, yeah, no, he's a but genius. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of a weird week, man. Like a weird week of pool, and that, and I, I don't nothing to do with your onboard stuff, Nate. Because that's awesome and massive congratulations. Yeah, that's I just mean cool. like. Like, I just mean, like, in general, like, all this stuff that's happening. And we see things, like, outside a pool. And, you know, we're all very aware and, and um, our eyes are always open. But then to go and have it, like, 
hit home in the game, it it's uh it's a different time, man. You know, we got to be careful on things we ask and things we say, and and um, it's the world's different. Pools always had been its own little like subculture shell, all off on our own type of thing. We don't we don't like it when the real world comes in and messes with us. Yeah, yeah it's supposed to be an escape. Yeah. And so, but, so yeah, so this is a little bit. And weird. if they were going to ban anyone, why not ban Telfer? That's all. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's right. you know? that, would, <laughs> that, would, that would send the wrong message. That would send no the wrong message. <laughs> yeah. I mean, can, it really, see if it, we it, can it, negotiate it, with them. Oh, see if oh, we can trade. Really? See if we can oh, trade, you know? It'd be like a prisoner exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll trade. on your pillow or something. Listen, we will throw. We will throw some offers out to him. See yeah, if we we'll can swap them out. Telfer and four Manscaped four point for Fetter. Hey, there you go. <laughs> right. We got we got to start negotiating somewhere. You know, this is a bad time to ask know. if I should even answer your question, Demetrius. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's hard to come back from that, but please do. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll just shut down that silliness and I'll actually answer your question. Uh, so um, I guess they are trying. So the question was, in case anybody forgot, what is actually going to be my role? What am I doing? Um, uh, I am going to be, I guess, in charge of growing the U.S. market. So uh, um, if anybody out there has a pool room, they have uh, a, a pool team, they have uh, a club or anything like that, or, or you have a brand, you know, uh, I know I already reached out to Pinozo to see if he wants to do something with Billiard Digest. Uh, if you have a brand that you want to promote and you want to get some sweet jerseys for it. Ironically, I'm getting ready to send you the rate card to advertise Billiard Digest. <laughs> Perfect, right? Perfect, right? <laughs> but uh, no, uh, I'm going to be I'm going to be working on trying to build the, the U.S. market. So anybody no, out I'm there gonna... that wants to get some jerseys. What yeah, cool. follow-up to that? Now, uh, does it have to be pool-related? Like, suppose somebody's got a construction company and they want jerseys made up or they want some kind of, you know, sh shirts or something. Like, it could be anybody. So anybody that wants to support pool and support the support you, the podcast, support, uh, you know, on board, sportswear, they, they do all kind of, any kind of jersey, custom – like, if somebody wanted to – if they were coaching, like, uh, Little Leagues or something like that, they could do it, right? I mean – Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you could get you could get one made with Melina Mike owes me forty bucks on the front. I was gonna yeah. say I need a I need a picture of Telfer right, and then on the back it's gonna say Nostradamus on there, double zero. That's <laughs> gonna go and and, and no, have that's, all. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's it's pretty cool. cool. I think cool stuff. I think you're gonna do great, Nate. I'm really excited yeah. for you, and I and I hope that everybody like I I know a lot of pool players that uh a lot of pool players don't fit real well with corporate America. Uh, I know it was always painful for me, but anyway, uh, so a lot of people own their own businesses. They have their own stuff or they have like, you know, they're coaching uh, junior pool leagues and they've got, or they have their own pool leagues. They need jerseys for their pool leagues. All those people. Um, yeah. When it's time to get jerseys, reach out to Nate. Yeah. Not only the, not only the jerseys, I mean, they have some, I mean, their stuff is just, there's it's sick. Um, I mean, for example, I mean this, you know, just this is just a you know a generic option that they have it, but you can see on there they have you know text on the back and your logo up front, text in the front. You can promote anything you want for some pretty sweet looking stuff. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I gonna guess get, I'm, I'm gonna get in touch with them to get my 2022 shirts and stuff made for my events. I think I like the look of their stuff. Looks very nice. Can you go, can you go through Nate? Uh, no, actually, I wanted. I, 
I'm gonna send Jim <laughs> as far away from it as I can get. Yeah, I'm gonna get. I'm getting some. I'm getting some of the you QR. Already look ones. real fashion oh, forward there, Jimmy. The QR ones. You should see the QR <laughs> ones. They look really good. Nate, pull up the QR ones that you've got. All right, I'm I'll gonna... have to pull them up. Give me yeah. a second. For see my for my for my normal like tournaments and for my bot podcast. See if we can stuff. get see if we can get Jimmy hired on as a consultant. I mean, look at his three his three colored uh, sweater. I think there. that I think since yeah. we're all going to Moscone Cup, we need queue it up jerseys for Moscone Cup. Well, here they are names, with our names on the front. At a minimum, minimum. That would right? be these, sweet. Are, these are actually pretty good, considering some of the garbage that Nate's come out with in the past. Look at these. Look at this. Yeah. See, I, <laughs> wear that. I would wear that. Look for official. Sure. So I've got. So I'm getting. I'm going to get one of the shirts for playing tournaments locally, and I'm having the jacket for uh, the podcast, and then I'm going to get in touch with them for uh, getting my own stuff done. Yeah. Nate, oh, seriously, double zero. Jack, I think jackets for Moscone Cup or queue it up podcast group would be awesome. Yeah, I'd buy one. I'd take one for free. I'd say take one for free. I'd take one for free, Mike. Hold on, wait a minute. Mike's not a, Mike is not allowed to go and speak for the group, Nate. Mike is not allowed to go and speak on behalf of the group. Okay. You can money. Save your money for the cocktail bar. Yeah, as the official representative of group queue it up, we are going to need. Some jackets we need free stuff. for for the Moscone Cup. Yeah, make it happen. We need a clean one every day. <laughs> Jim, you haven't Jim, you haven't changed your clothes. I like in Jim. Month, I like Jim style to... now. Yeah, now I like Jimmy. I like Jimmy a lot more now. <laughs> I'll put you two next to each other since you're in love with each other again. Okay, uh, you know we'll give you two. We'll give you two your own row down here. We'll we'll just uh, let you. Out. Boy. We, we just out out boy. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. Maybe maybe but, if you guys look at each other, maybe you can get a little look kiss at in. The frickin Brady bunch. Probably top shelf though, Jimmy. Right? We need to go up some. <laughs> All right, this is just silly. We're, I mean, are, are people still watching this? What have no, we said no, anything no, worth talking no, about negative. for like the last no. twenty minutes? No, no, get on the onboard. Get on the onboard. Get on the onboard site and have a look at your show. On board, on board. Get on board with on board. Yeah. Get no, on board with on board. That's catchy. Hey. We'll, uh, that's we'll throw true. it out there in the chat. Check it out nothing. if you like. Yeah. All right. I think I think we've wrapped this up. I think we're good to go. I don't think we've said anything even audible for like the last 20 minutes. And it's yeah, been I've great. been abused enough by you, Neanderthals. Just all right, kids. We'll see you all next right. week. Good to see all you guys. All right. Cheers. Take Thanks care, everyone. Thanks for watching. Thanks see you next time. week. Yeah.